Hello and welcome to a new episode of Good Old Podcast. I'm Jack Frenchley for Wahoo's 24-7. And guys, gals, we have done it. We've made it to game week. Virginia will kick off the season this weekend in Nashville, Tennessee, when they play the Tennessee Vols. And we will be there for the game. We're excited to get back on the road to cover some football. So we'll have full coverage leading up to the game on Wahoo's 24-7. And of course, we'll have post-game coverage as well on Wahoo's 24-7. And we're also going back to our regular scheduled podcast schedule, um, which we had during the season last year, except one minor tweak. Instead of three um, episodes a week, we're going down to two, one on Monday and then one on Thursday with an option on Wednesday if we have any big recruiting news to discuss. So Monday and Thursday will be our regular schedule now we might switch that thursday one to wednesday evening for some early games let's say friday night games especially if there's a thursday night game so we might tweak it to make it one day earlier but most of the time will be monday and thursday when it comes to our regular scheduled podcast talking about the games so very exciting um as far as what's going on this week uh tuesday tony elliott will hold his first weekly press conference and then the coordinators, both John Rosinski and Des Kitchings, will talk to the media on Wednesday ahead of Tennessee. Uh, we'll also have Behind Enemy Lines, where we're going to be um, asking the 24-7 writers over at the Tennessee site, Patrick Brown, about the Vols and what is to expect. And we'll have plenty of other content previewing the game lined up over the course of the next few games. Recruiting is also set to pick up with Virginia football hosting recruits for home games, but also the coaches going out on Friday night to evaluate student athletes. So what better way to prepare for the football season and also prepare for the recruiting season than having a special guest on the show? We invited director of recruiting Justin Spurs to the show to discuss Virginia's philosophy when it comes to recruiting, talk about the transfer portal, and also talk about things that have changed in recruiting. I mean, a lot has changed in just the last year. I mean, I'm not just talking about the transfer portal. I'm talking about the recruiting calendar. So after the break, Sparrows will join us on the show to talk about all of that and more. Welcome back. And as you see, like I promised, we have a director of recruiting, Justin Sparrows, onto the show. Justin, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, listen, very, very happy to be here and then uh, talking some fun. Talking some ball, ball with you, Jackie. So uh, happy and, and, and honored to be on the show. Uh, I hope you had a little bit of a, a break in that month of July, but I feel like we're, with the recruiting calendar and the way it is, do you even have a break anymore? Oh, man. Uh, well, it's definitely gotten hectic, right? The, the whole month of June is, is just kind of chaos from start to finish, but uh, chaos in a good way, though. It, it was It was a really productive month for us. You know, we had a lot of you know, great, great things happen uh, during that month and um, definitely, definitely made some good headway there. Uh, but at, at the very end of the month, we did kind of kind of press pause for a second. Uh, everybody took, a, you know, about two and a half, three weeks to kind of get out of the office and and just just reset uh, with 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 the upcoming grind of the season about to start. So I did, you know, I took I took a break. I went, went down to Florida for a little bit, uh, you know, hit the beach for a little bit. So that was that was much needed. But um so yes, we 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 had a, we had a, a brief moment to kind of just press press pause. And you mentioned Florida; that's where you came from. You came from USF to Virginia when Tony Elliott accepted the job. 
but you're a Virginia native. So I want to talk about just a little bit of your background, because I don't know many people understand that you are from the state of Virginia. You went to Langley High School. Your family's in the area. How was it? How amazing was it when Tony Elliott, who you knew at your time at Clemson, called you to basically return home? Oh, it, it was it was a, I mean, truly, uh, it, was, it was incredible when it, when it all went down. Um, you know, I, I had a chance to, to work for. You know, Jeff Scott down at USF, which was awesome. Um, that, that was a previous Clemson connection as well. Um, and, and really had a great couple of years down there in Tampa as far as, as, far as my experience. I really learned a lot. Um, but, but when, when uh, Coach Elliott called me up, it was, it, was, it was actually two days before Christmas Day. So it was on December 23rd. I still, I still remember it. And, uh, man, it was like the best Christmas gift ever. Just, just being able to come home and, and kind of kind of just be, be reunited with family and friends and, um, you know, have, have so many, have so much family still in the state, uh, that, that are, that are big UVA fans and whatnot. So, uh, it, it was, it was kind of surreal to, to, to really get here to Charlottesville in January of 2022 and, and just move to Charlottesville, uh, have to have a ton of friends that, that, that went here. So they all thought it was incredible. Um, but, but no, it, and it, it's been even, even better than, that I could have, could have, could have really realized just coming here. It's been it's been amazing. All the people here, everybody from, from Dr. Williams all, all the way down have, have been incredible. So um, it's been, it's been, it's been really, really fun. And your family has such a big background in football. I think your dad went to Clemson, your brother went to Richmond and played, your grandfather played at Maryland. Was, was it always what you thought you were going to do something in relation to football? Definitely. Definitely. I mean, from, from the time I was a young kid, right. From the time I was, you know, I, I, I can really, I can really even, even remember it was always football. Like football was always what I wanted to do. Um, whether it was playing or, or working in football, coaching, working, working on the admin side. Like I knew that, that, that football was always what I wanted to do. And so as I got older, uh, obviously I wasn't blessed maybe with, with my dads and, and, and brothers, just size and, and athletic ability to play in college. So, uh, when I went to Clemson, uh, I, as a, as a freshman, I got involved with the football program and, um, and it was, it was, it was just, it was incredible being able to, to walk and walk in the building and just kind of have, have a foot in the door, um, started off in recruiting. Right. So I spent my first semester working in recruiting. Um, and then I, as I kind of got to know the lay of the land and, and, and got familiar with the landscape there, um, I got a little bit more involved with, with, with the offensive side of the football, which is where I met coach Elliott. Um, and, you know, from, from, from there really kind of built our relationship and, and worked on the offensive side of the football for, you know, for, for my whole career there as, as a student and uh, I just fell in love with it. So um, that's kind of where I fell in love with personnel and building a roster and, and all that kind of stuff. So um, it, it was it was always it was always in the cars. I didn't really know exactly what route it was going to be. But football was all was always the always going to be what I wanted to do. And you are the director of recruiting at Virginia. And a lot of people don't understand really the titles, you know, you got player personnel, you got director of football operation, director of on grounds recruiting. So can you talk specifically about your role? So people kind of understand a little bit. Of course. Yeah. So, so, so my role here, uh, just, just as, as a recruiting director is, is to, is to essentially just, you know, oversee the, the, the entire department, uh, from, you know, from a personnel standpoint and also from a recruiting ops standpoint. And, and, uh, and man, we have an incredible, uh, staff, right. I mean, we have, we have an unbelievable recruiting staff, uh, with, with Katie Gusto, you know, who, who's, who wears a lot of hats and does, 
a whole lot of work that, that a whole that, that a lot of people don't see as well. I mean, she's she's our director of on-ground recruiting, but also our assistant DFO. So she's she's heavily involved with 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 all things visits, all things recruiting operations, but also with our, our team travel, you know, team logistics and, and, and working with Lindsay Morris there. Um, and then, you know, we have we have Blanda Wolf, right? We have we have Evan Butts, we have Adam Choice, we have Zach Bradshaw, you know, Carrie Kane. There's there we have a whole team of, of students and interns. So uh, the operation is 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 quite large, and there's there's a lot of different things that that, that go into it, from you know scouting, uh, you know player evaluation, right, getting kids into school, uh, helping with the freshman transition, um, you know transfer portal, all that kind of stuff. So my my job is to really make sure that that everything is 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 kind of in place. We have we have a good plan, um, you know, and and then it's and just and just working with our with all of our ten coaches, GAs, and analysts on a daily basis, making sure that that plan is being executed. Um, and so like, that's from a 30,000 foot view, that's kind of what it looks like, uh, on a daily, on a daily basis, it kind of changes, whether it's just, whether it's fall, spring, summer. Um, so, so right now, um, it, it's a dead period in August. So it's, it's, it's kind of like the calm before the storm, right? Because, uh, prospects can't visit. Uh, so, you know, so we're not having any visits. We're not having any coaches go on the road or anything like that. Uh, but but we have but we have a lot of stuff going on internally uh, to prepare for 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 the fall season. You know we're getting a lot of evaluations done, early evaluations done in the office this time of the year. Um, you know, kind of kind of just 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 getting everything situated for for all of our game days. Uh, so you know, Katie's working really hard, making sure that we have a good plan for 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 exactly what these game days going to look like. Um, and then you know, just just really just making sure that every single coach has what they need um, to, to be an effective recruiter. Right. So that's kind of what I'm doing right now, uh, every single day. Um, and then come December, right. It's, 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 it's on and popping. Right. So you have, you have the transfer portal uh, is, is, is open. So you have, you're, you're doing transfer portal evaluations kind of 24 seven, um, coaches are going on the road, so you're, so you're coordinating all the all the logistics of getting coaches uh, to and from high schools, to and from home visits, um, and then and then you also have official visits, kind of you know that that are really 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 busy during the month of December, and and, and the same is true for January. So um, you, you're you're just really really rolling kind of all all day every day that time of the year, um, and then springtime is is a heavy visit time, so you have spring practices um you know the calendar opens up in march to where kids can come see you so you have spring break so you know pretty much every day from march through may you're gonna have a kid on grounds so um that's that's a heavy heavy visit period for us and then the summer is is uh camps and and and, and official visits so that's kind of what it looks like from a you know just in a nutshell there's a lot that goes into it but uh in a nutshell that's really kind of what it looks like from fall, spring, summer. Um, but you know, it's, it's a, it's an awesome job. I get to work with great people. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it, it's really fun to be a part of just building this roster. Justin recruiting has changed a lot. I mean, you've seen it, you were at Clemson, then you were at USF and now here, I mean, just over the course of the last year, a lot has changed. The calendar has changed. The transfer portal has brought a whole different level to the recruiting world and has affected high school recruiting as well as transfer recruiting. 
how have you guys tried to adapt? What are the, the biggest things that you, you've had to kind of switch and how you do things because of those new rules and regulations and just addition to the portal? Yeah, I think, you know, I think number one, the biggest thing that, that, uh, you know, you know, we've had to kind of just, just, just adapt to is just, um, the, the ever changing calendar, right? So you, so you have, you have, um, things change really, really daily, um, with, with, with how, with how the calendar's laid out, you know, um, times that kids can come for, you know, you know, uh, uh, versus times when they can't come. So, you know, now, you know, now you have, you have unlimited phone calls for, for, for PSAs in the 2024 class and PSAs in the 2025 class. So as these rules change, as the calendar changes, um, you know, you know, we, we, we have to have responses right away. So, constantly working with our compliance office, trying to get, trying to get ahead of the curve, you know, trying to get tipped off to when these changes are, are, are going to take place. Like for example, right in the past for, for, for as long as I was working in recruiting until this year, um, it was always September 1st to when you could communicate with PSAs um, in the, in the junior class, right. They bumped it up to August 1st this year. So, um, and like, that was kind of a last minute change that happened really while we were over kind of on vacation. So, there's so much work that 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 goes into building your your your, your list of of prospects that that, that you want to have communication with on September 1st. When that gets bumped up a month, like that that caused crazy crazy waves throughout the recruiting world because so much goes into just identifying that list. You know, kind of establishing exactly what you want to be sent on certain days from certain coaches, um, and it, and it's a it's a pretty labor intensive program. And we everybody in recruiting like across the country kind of got like a last minute notification that uh, they were going to bump that up a month. So thankfully, we have a really good compliance office here that gave us ample heads up there uh, so we could prepare and kind of just, you know, really get rolling on, on, on having a good plan there. So I think constant communication with your compliance office is critical. Um, having a, having a, just, just an understanding of, of, of what's coming down the road, like what, what's going to be changing. So that we can, you know, form a good response uh, uh, to, to to be effective there. So, um, and then just 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 really being just adaptable all the time. And like that that was something that we covered in our kind of in our preseason meetings before before camp started. Um, was just man, like if if they tell us that we have forty two fall event fall eval days for our coaches to go and recruit, then then we're gonna find a way to use all forty two, and we're gonna and we're gonna be effective. If they tell us that we have 33, which is what they, they changed the rule to this year, it went down from 42 to 33 evaluation days, then we're going to find a way to be effective with what they tell us that we can do. So um, I think everybody just just having a mindset to where to where, hey, we have to adapt all the time now. Like like we know that since COVID happened, recruiting hasn't been the same. College football hasn't been the same. We kind of live in this world where things just change without much warning. So everybody has to be adaptable. Um, you know, calendars change, plans change, and, and, and everybody just has to have a good attitude throughout it all. Um, so I think, I think th those things have, have really been, been the biggest areas that, w that we've had to kind of just focus on and, 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 and adapt with. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's really an, an ever-changing world and, and, um, and, you know, we're going to always be, one step ahead of the game or, 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 or at least try to just by, by, by working hand in hand with, with Jason Baum, our compliance director, 
um, and just and just hearing what's coming down the road as far as changes go. I've often talked about the challenges um, that face Virginia in in recruiting, either in the transfer portal or in other ter- in other in high school as well. In your mind, what is the biggest challenge at UVA when it comes to recruiting? I really try not to view things through 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 the lens of man, this is such a big challenge. But man, what what are the opportunities that that that, that are associated with it? Um, and so everybody knows that this is that this is one of the top public schools in the, in the entire country. I mean, really in the entire world. So, um, you know, that that presents, um, you know, a great opportunity for us to go find the best and brightest student athletes that want to compete in the classroom at the highest level. So uh, does that does that kind of narrow down exactly the kind of PSAs that we can end up signing here? Without a doubt, it does. Um, however, it also allows us to, to, to go and pursue, man, who, who truly wants to compete at the highest level in the classroom, right? Like who, who is serious about, about, about their academics to the point where they want to come and compete with some of the best and brightest students in the entire world. Um, and, you know, and so, so some of that we always talk about um, as a, as a team, as a program is finding a team that's, that's, and being a team that's fast, intelligent, and tough. Um, you know, being a fit football team, as Coach as Coach Elliott likes to say, and so for us, uh, you know, where where, the, where that opportunity comes into play is really that the eye and that fit is is the intelligent piece. So going and finding the most intelligent kids, uh, you know, the most intelligent football players, guys that really understand the game, um, who also who also love football uh, and 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 really really take pride. And, uh, and 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 being the very best football player that, that uh, they can be as well. So, um, you know, does that does that open up uh, challenges? I you know for 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 what that pool looks like. Certainly it does. But um, but it's it's just incredible the the type of student athlete that we get to recruit here. Um, that 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 maybe not every school can can kind of say that they get to recruit. You know, guys that really want to go. Um, you know, compete at the highest level in the classroom. So. That, but um, but no, I mean it's it's a it's an unbelievable place place to to sell. Um, to, I mean I mean we're, we're we're a top three public institution in the country. We play in the ACC. Uh, you know we we have some of the some some of the deepest deepest traditions uh, rivalries here here in the country. Um, and, and and man, we got a great staff. We got a great head coach to play for. So um, you know you know we try not to get too too caught up in just in just challenges and, and really play to our strengths. When you're talking about some of the things that stands out to me when I talk to recruits is the new facilities being built. Mm-hmm. And when I was just there at practice, we saw the bricks being laid. There's roof. How much has that helped you when you see recruits come on grounds to see that? That's that's been that's been just just a just a total game changer for us is was when you know a kid can come on on grounds and and see the fact that hey it's not talk. We're not, we're not sitting here showing renderings or, you know, we're not showing, you know, nicely made graphics that say, Hey, we're getting a facility one day. It's being built right in front of them. So um, the fact that we can actually, that, you know, you know, we can actually take a kid into the facility, have them look around, see, see how incredibly big the weight room is going to be. Say, see how, see how awesome the team room is going to be. Um, you know, see all the, all, all the type of sports medicine uh, space and, and a recovery space that we have, like them being able to see that and visualize it um has just been has been incredible so um yes and and, and now just i mean the bricks going up so so the people are like man this thing's really going to be nice it's going to be really really nice it's going to be bigger than than uh, they uh, even even think too so that's that's been huge for us to use um 
obviously something that 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 we've been we've been talking about for for a while and, and and the fact that it's actually coming to fruition thanks to a lot of hard work from 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 dr williams coach elliot you know and and a, and a whole lot of folks um it's it's been a game changer for us jackie it's been it's been it's been really really good to sell and i know my listeners have heard about this a lot when i've discussed the transfer portal on the show about the challenges virginia faces in that specific situation because you're not dealing with just GPA. You're dealing with credits going in from one thing to the other. Um, and sometimes the credits don't line up and it's difficult for you to recruit every person in a transfer portal. So you would want to recruit a guy back home in state or recruit a player that obviously can fit in your system on the football field. But there's just so much more to it when you're in Virginia. Could you explain a little bit the, the kind of challenges or the process of what it looks like? when you are recruiting someone from the transfer portal? Yeah, transfer portal admissions process, right? It is a very uh, involved and, and kind of, and kind of, um, you know, I guess, I guess for, for an out, from an outsider's perspective, uh, yeah, you know, kind of a complicated process. So to, to, to really put it in, 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 a, in a nutshell for everybody listening, like once, once a prospect gets in the transfer portal, um, there's there's a lot that goes into I guess just 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 discovering if this player is somebody that could could be admissible here at UVA and so I think number one um, you know you know first of all we're going to see if 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 the player is is somebody who's an undergrad versus a grad transfer so if he's an undergrad that that presents a few more issues as far as just 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 how many semesters has he been in college for right so like what what's his progress towards degree. Um, you know, we have certain, you know, certain stipulations here as far as, you know, getting a, an undergrad transfer into school here, um, who is, who is really far down his progress towards degree path. Like, let's say like last year, I saw a couple of examples, um, you know, of guys who, who, for example, have been in college for three years or so that were transferring to be undergrad transfers. And, 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 and it's not just here, it's a lot of places where, having all those all those credits transfer over in a in a certain way can can be really challenging um and then and also man if you don't have enough credits to transfer then you're not going to meet certain progress towards degree and 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 then thus won't be eligible so um for for us the undergrad transfer game if if a kid's been in college for a semester or two or, or, or three semesters then that's really the sweet spot for us um you know they're 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 new to college they haven't had a ton of of hours taken at the previous previous institution um so you know that's that's really a, a sweet spot for us and then you know grad transfers grad transfers for us are a little bit i, I guess you could say easier to, to get into school because we have some some very flexible graduate programs that, that that kind of work with us so um you know um that that's that's first and foremost it's just, it's just getting a picture of, of of what his academic background looks like um, you know, what, what, what's his major, how many semesters has he been in school for? If he's graduated, what's he want to do, uh, from a graduate school standpoint, does he want to do, you know, um, does he want to go the public policy route? Does he want to go the master's in higher ed route, you know, potentially non-degree seeking. So I think having a good understanding of that, um, like, like that has to come into focus really quickly as, as, as we work with our, with our admissions department, um, you know, to, uh, to kind of present these guys. And then, um, you know, also train, you know, from, from a transfer transfer standpoint, these guys got to be really a good fit for us. So like we're, we're never going to be the type of program that's just that's built solely on transfers like you might see somewhere else. 
But nowadays in, in 2023 in college football, they have a place for sure in, in, in our system. And, 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 and we've, we have some extremely valuable transfers here that we're, we're, we're not only good fits as football players, but we're great fits as kids, great, you know, you know, great, great, great fits as students, great fits as leaders. So um, I think coming to, having that academic piece come into focus and then and then having the the, the fit from a football standpoint and, and team culture standpoint, um, that that's that's kind of what we're trying to trying to figure out very quickly, uh, because once a kid is the portal, um, it's a very accelerated recruiting stamp. Uh, I mean, a very accelerated recruitment. So um you know, a good example. I got, we, we can kind of touch on it now because he's 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 here on grounds playing for us. But you know, when when Tony Musket and Malik Washington got in the portal, it was like, okay, everybody, let's let's we all we all need to find a way to get you know Coach Elliott on a plane out to Chicago to see Malik, and then back on a plane flying out to to uh, New Jersey to see Tony. Uh, and then and then while while that's happening, shoot, you're trying to line them up for official visits. Um, you know, you're you're trying to get the academic piece all like like you're, you're working with Tony to, to get his transcript, you know, get that over to Adam Brooks and academics for him to do a read. You know, Adam Brooks gets back to me a few minutes later with exactly how many credits they project to, to come into UVA. So I can then tell Tony, hey, here's where you're going to be at. He's comparing that with some other schools that, that that were recruiting him. Meanwhile, Coach Elliott's in the air you know, with Taylor Lamb uh, to sit down with, 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 with Tony. So, <laughs> so there, there's a lot of things going on at once. And to the outsider listening, they're, they're, they're probably thinking, man, this, this Justin Spiro's guy is crazy. There's, you know, they're, they're, it's, it's, it's all over the place with, with logistics and conversations with certain people. But um, it really is organized chaos uh, in, in, in the transfer game. Now, diving a little bit into the recruiting process for Virginia, when you look at the offers given by ACC schools, two student athletes, Louisville, Pitt, and Boston College are the three schools that have offered the most kids. But then you look at the bottom, and it's UNC, UVA, and Clemson. Was that a conscious approach by Virginia to not offer that many players? And could you discuss the thought process behind it? And like, like from, from, from the get-go, Coach Elliott said, hey, hey, you know, if we're – we are never going to be the program to just to just throw out a huge wide net of offers, and 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 throw out offers that that aren't that that don't mean anything, you know. That, and especially especially offers that aren't committable, just because. I mean, what I mean, it's 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 really wild that nowadays in twenty twenty three, so many offers you kind of have to do so much homework as far as finding out if the offer is committable. Um, so. Our, our stance has, has been, man, if we, if we offer you, then, then we've, we've done all, all of the, all of the homework on our end, right? We've, we've, we, we, we ideally met you in person. You know, you, you've been up, up here on the grounds. You, you've showed interest in us. Um, you know, you're the type of student that we want. We've, we, we've checked all the boxes from a transcript standpoint. Um, you know, we've, we've, we've talked to your coaches. We've talked to your family. You know, we've, we've, we've built a relationship. We've checked the boxes to, to identify the fit confirm the fit that, that that by the time that we offer that offer the, the scholarship to a kid then they know it's real um you know hold, hold some more weight ideally than, than than maybe the coach that says hey I, hey man i just watched your tape uh we'd like to offer you a scholarship um does that happen like toward like like towards the end of the process when, when you're when you're filling a class of course it does but um for us you know you know we're trying to build a class 
around around guys that were that we've really really identified in the process that are that are really good fits for us. Um, and you know, I think I think that from from an offer standpoint, we just don't want to want to live in a world where where our offer doesn't mean something. Where you know, you put. Our, our logo on the table and, and then the guys that go, man, they've offered, they've offered 35 other guys at my position. This, this isn't really a real offer. So, um, you know, and, and then, and then for us, man, it's, 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 it's definitely brought up, brought up in recruiting for us because, um, you know, there, there's some schools that have offered over 600 players and in the class of 2024. Right. So um, I guess, I guess how, how can you truly say that every single one of those offers is, real committable and, and and all that and every team every team has 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 their own philosophies and you know not speaking poorly against any teams that, that that may have that philosophy but 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 for us man we we just place so much so much so much weight on on our offer just meaning something so um that that's really the the, the strategy behind behind that process and what has been the reception of you know high school coaches and players when it comes to this process um, but just in general, as you guys start to, you know, regain some of those relationships that might have been lost in state. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, I, I think I think so. The, the, the reception from a high school standpoint, man, is 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 they is they really appreciate the way that that uh, Coach Elliott goes about his business, his his offer process um, and just and just the way that we're trying to recruit the state. So, um, you know, I think I think that has been it's been it's been great. The first you know, 18, 19 months of just building, building these relationships, um, you know, you know, really getting to know um, just, just all, all, all coaches from across the state and, and, and their, and their inner workings, their programs and just giving them access to our place. Right. Like, you know, they, they, they know that they're, they're, they're more than welcome to, to, to come up here whenever they want. They can come in and clinic with our coaches during the spring, you know, sit in on meetings, you know, come to practices and, 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 and really get a feel for how Coach Elliott runs his program. Um, so, uh, you know, you know, we had an awesome, awesome clinic this past spring where, um, you know, you could truly feel the, the, uh, just, just all, all, all of the connections, like truly, truly kind of, kind of taking place from, from a uh, relationship standpoint. So, um, it's been, it's been, it's been a good, you know, solid, solid reception so far. And uh, one of the big differences is the focus on in-state recruiting and also the Southeast. Was that something you guys immediately saw? I was like, all right, of course, in-state, but also the connections in the Southeast. Of course. Yeah, of course. You know, it, it, I think, I think anytime, anytime a, a coaching staff takes over, it's just, it's just natural for, for, you know, you, you just start building connections with, with the places where, where, where you've come from. So in, in coach Elliott's case, uh, you know, being a guy that's, that's that's recruited the Southeast for for many many years, you know, having strong connections in Florida, having strong connections in Georgia, South you know Carolinas, uh, and then building a staff too with with with, with coaches who have connections there, right? But you know, a guy like guy like Des, uh, Des Kitchings, who's, who's recruited Atlanta for so long, um, you know, North Carolina, South Carolina for so long, being a South Carolina native, excuse me, um, you know, I think I think I think that that piece was was just was just natural having so many guys that have recruited the southeast uh on, on the staff to, to to start to really chip away at um at just at just building those relationships and, and fostering those relationships from really from all the way in, up, up here in the dmv all the way down to florida um just kind of branching out throughout the southeast and then and then you had a guy like terry heffernan right who's who's who has connections uh you know 
at, in places like Nashville, Tennessee, you know, you know, place that, that, that he spent a lot of time recruiting in and also up in the Northeast and at, at some of those, at the, some of those new England schools. Um, and then, and then just also combining that with a guy like John Radzinski and, and, and Karome Cox, who have, who have been at air force, who have recruited across the country. So, uh, we got a cool balance and, and a blend of, of coaches with a lot of experience across the country, but but uh, specifically there in the southeast, and, that, and that's that's kind of been our footprint, right? And and uh, and you know, if you look up and just just look at the guys that that we signed this past class, and and uh, guys that we're going to you know keep signing, it's it, it's it's going to be kind of in the honey hole of of uh, the south of, of of Virginia, the DMV, but also that southeast. Um, some of my final questions here. One of them was, what have you learned since your arrival at Virginia? A- anything that kind of what you're surprised and any, I did this in the beginning, but I, I we kind of tweaked it towards, towards now. You know, man, I, I, I've learned, I've learned so much. I mean, I've learned, I've learned, I mean, I mean, truly, truly learn every single day that, 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 that I'm here from, from everybody in the building. Um, but you know, I think, I think probably the biggest thing as I, as I reflect back, I'm just, my my first year and a half here is just it just ha- it just have an open mindset right like don't come in with, with 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 such hard firm stances on things that you know you can't 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 work with certain people or or, or find a common ground on a, on a certain on a certain recruiting matter whether it's you know our, our stance on official visits our stance on a junior day itinerary our stance on, on an evaluation process with with a uh, you know with with a certain high school uh, uh, player, player, player to certain position, um, you know, because I've been around certain coaches who have, who have done it a certain way, um, you know, you know, was, was around coach Elliott for uh, six years at, at a Clemson, but, you know, like ha- having a chance to sit down with Keith Gaither and, 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 and seeing how they did things at army, uh, sitting down with Kevin Downing, seeing how they did things at Navy, right. Sitting down with, with uh, coach Kitch and, and talking about certain ways that they evaluated at, at, at the pro level, um, has really, really helped me and, and, and taught me so many things um, about, about how things are done just, just in, in different buildings. And, you know, ultimately we're all going to fall under the coach. I mean, fall under the umbrella of what coach Elliott wants um, and, and, and fall under the umbrella of, of what his vision for the program is. But um, there, there's, there's tons of things that, that, uh, that, that we've identified and that we've implemented that have, that have been suggestions and, you know, kind of, kind of, uh, you know, you know, ways that, other coaches and, and staff members have, have done it. Right. So like Katie Gusto come from, from West Virginia, they did a lot, a lot of great things there from, from a, from a visit standpoint, you know, from a, from a recruiting content standpoint. Um, so I think, I think just having an open mindset uh, and, and just, and just, you know, kind of have the, the, the just mindset of, of man, I might have done something for a long time, but 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 there's always a better way to do something, right? So so just being open to to uh, suggestions and and uh, things like that. Do you ever look back at that first junior day and think how chaotic it was? You just got uh, you just got to Charlotte's when here you guys are hosting a junior day. Yeah, yeah, that that I mean that's that's something that seems like it was about ten years ago, honestly. I mean, and, and it, it, it's 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 hard to believe that it wasn't even two years ago, but. Now you, you you hit the nail on the head with with the with, with how hectic it was. You know we were all coming from different places. Um, you know there was a like a snowstorm of the century here, so you know we're we're dealing with 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 a lot of crazy weather um, and, and just trying to get on the same page. Where you know half the people who who just showed up there, I've been on the job for less than a week, and, and we're all still trying to 
kind of trying to get a feel for for grounds and and in Charlottesville we're all living out of hotels or other coaches couches trying to find a place to live so um it was definitely that was that that, that first that first month was definitely kind of just fly by the seat of your pants but but I know I know that we're not we're not unique there in the in the entire coaching realm it's you know in any time there's a staff changes it, it like it's it's going to be that way but I definitely look back on that Jackie and 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 think about how how wild that was but uh, thankful for the group that that we get to work with because we all just kind of just 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 locked arms and and uh, and and just 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 found a way to to kind of get through and 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 uh, and and just and just find find great players. So I was going to say you juxtapose that with what you guys went through in the summer with official visits that you got yeah. to plan. You got to recruit these guys for a while. That what was how you approach? Because this was uh, you. One of the things that I've noticed is from last year to this year in the summer official visits, you guys decided to host two big official visit weekends rather than a uh, last year was like a, a more like five players each week. Why was that? And and like how much was it because of how you learned on the job since that chaotic first junior day? Yeah, you know, I I, I think I think what what we found is has it worked well for us uh, in, in a certain situations is, is just. It's just, man, like the more that 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 these kids can can be around, you know, like guy, guys that they can make that they can click with and mesh with and, and uh, you, know, you know, you know, guys that they can see themselves playing college football with, you know, that that's really positive for us. So, uh, you know, having 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 large weekends where you have, you have double digit PSAs, you know, that's uh, that's 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 always a positive. Right. If you can pull it off from a staffing perspective. So, um you know, kind of, kind of, as that list grows, you know, so, you know, sometimes we gotta, we gotta, we gotta make sure that we're that we're uh, being being efficient and 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 effective with 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 how we're going about the itinerary. But um, but no, I think I think that I think that any kid that that comes on on an official visit is gonna is gonna want to, you know, be around kids that they think that they can get along with, you know, potentially room with, play with, and be and be and be brothers with. So, um, you know, kind of creates for a more festive environment too. Um, and, and that's, and that's, that's really, I mean, I mean, I mean, it's really as simple as that, right. It's, it's just, it's just trying to create good environments, sell the place and, and just, and just, just have authentic relationships with, with every, with every kid in attendance and their family. So that's, that's, that's really our angle. I mean, it's, it's not super, super complicated or, or, or rocket science. It's, it's man like, like once a kid gets on, on, on ground, it's, 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 it's relationships and, and it's, you know, play to our strengths, right. Let's, let's, Let's show them show them everything that they're going to see uh, and, and and kind of be a part of when like, like when they officially touch down on, on grounds as a student athlete. So, um, but you know we're we're always going to be very upfront and and uh, authentic with which is which is how we kind of deal with them once once they're here on visits. Um, my last question kind of ties to the first thing we talked about that crazy recruiting calendar. In the bigger picture you deal with recruiting on a, a daily basis. What is the one thing you hope gets changed in this college football world? You know, I had, I talked to a few coaches <laughs> on the show and mental health for you guys, especially with just the, the ongoing grind and the transfer portal windows. What is something you yeah. hope gets changed or at least discussed? Oh man, Jackie, listen, I mean, that, that's, that's, there's, there's a lot, a, a lot out there, right. That, uh, that could be changed, probably should be changed. Um, you know, and, and about two weeks ago, our, our recruiting staff had a chance to go to Nashville for the personnel symposium. 
where, where a lot of the a lot of these things were, were brought up, you know, and like you had you have some of the, you know, more 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 well respected just personnel folks across the country and like and who all got in a room together and just said, hey, like 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 what are some things that just need to change? And so I think I think one of the things that that was that was changed a couple a couple months ago that really, really kind of threw a wrench in things is this year was August 1st for that, that communication opened up to the, to the uh, rising junior class. Right. And, and so, you know, up until this year, it was, it was, you know, once you could, you, you could start texting and writing letters to a, to a junior on September 1st, right. You couldn't even call that kid until April 15th of the, of his junior year. So you had to wait, you know, another, another seven, eight months, right. To, to actually place a phone call to him. Now he could always still call you, you could always answer the phone call. Like that's always been the same. That's, that's, that's never changed. But now what they rolled out this year was on August 1st, it's unlimited phone calls for the senior class and the junior class. So you're talking about not only do you bump the date up a month, but you're going to start like all, all schools can, can just, can just call these kids as many times as they want to, which is, which is great, which is we're going to take advantage of just like I said, being adaptable, like they told us that's the rule. So man, we're gonna we're gonna put together schedules, we're gonna put together programs that 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 help us take advantage of that rule. However, right, next year that date moves from August one to June fifteenth. Right. So and and they I like there there wasn't really a rhyme or reason for for making that change. It's just it's just to match all the other sports. So all the other Olympic sports, that was their rule, right? Was June fifteenth, you can start calling and, and texting these these you know, anybody that just finished their sophomore year. Well, football is different. Football is a different animal, right? Like there's, there's a lot that goes into, um, to, to the, to the football recruitment. There's so many kids on your board, um, as opposed to maybe other, other Olympic sports where, where you're not recruiting quite as many folks. And then June in football is the busiest month ever. So, uh, you got official visits, you got camps, you got, you got your own team here still. Your team's here working out. You're doing team programming for the for the guys that are actually on your roster, uh, and then now they're going to throw another wrench into it and add phone, unlimited phone calls and text correspondence, written correspondence, email, all that kind of stuff. They're going to just wedge that right in the middle of of, uh, of all that chaos. So um, that was probably the most, um, I guess, spirited discussion that was had. Was you know I, there there were there were a lot of of personnel folks across the country that that stood up and said. Hey, this this needs to this like this can't stay at June fifteenth. It's just it's gonna it's gonna cause too much stress for for everybody because you know Jackie, just just think about it, right? So you're you're gonna go straight from an official visit where Katie Gusto and her and her her group, you know, getting everything rolling for on grounds recruiting is just working. I mean, twenty four seven putting together that we're, we're we're gonna roll right into a camp off an official visit. Right. You're probably going to have other other unofficial visitors trickling in throughout the week. And then you got your own team there. So so, so your team's training. You got you got team activities going on as well. And then you're going to mix in. Oh, by the way, Coach Elliott, Coach Rudd, everybody like now. Now you're now, now you're saying that you got to be responsible for for kind of just calling every single 2020. I guess it's going to be, you know, 2026 is at that point. Right calling them all, just, just all the time, writing them all the time, just throw, just adding that onto their plate in the middle of the most hectic month of the year from a recruiting standpoint, just doesn't make any sense. Right. So um, pushing that back to August, pushing that back to September, that's probably the biggest, 
biggest change I'd like to see. So I know that was a long-winded explanation. Maybe somebody from the NCAA will, will, will see this and, and maybe take that into, into consideration. But um, I would say that one. And then, uh, and then Jackie, you know, you know, you should poll a lot of recruiting folks and see and just see their stance on photo shoots um, and, and something that's kind of gaining some traction. I, I'm kind of staying neutral on it right now, but um, something that's gaining traction is, is, is just making photo shoots only, only available on an official visit just because at certain places and, and uh, you know, in, 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 in certain, certain areas that they've kind of gotten out of control as far as, as far as just what that, what that requires, because what people don't see on the back end is just how much of a time demand that is for our creative staff and our equipment staff. Um, so, you know, I think there, there, there was one big 10 school that filed a, uh, that filed a proposal to kind of end photo shoots and just make them only, only available for official visits because, I mean, you're talking about creative staffs, equipment staff, recruiting staffs, putting in hundreds of hours a year for, for, for kids to just dress up in the uniform and, you know, 90, 95% of them in the study they did didn't even end up signing or, or, or you know, coming close to even wearing the uniform. So, um, Phone calls, correspondence, just, just keep it either August or September. Just don't don't put that in the middle of June. You know, that, that's just an extra. I mean, that's, that's, that's a lot of work to go on an already full plate there in June. And then and then the photo shoot piece will be interesting to see what happens there. So, uh, again, that was a long winded way. But uh, there you go. No, <laughs> no I, I mean, this is if, I mean, the coaches just got back from being on the road for spring evaluation period, too. Exactly. That's crazy. Yeah. Exactly. And then, you know, and, and, and people, you know, people don't really, really even, even, even think about that piece of it too, is that next year it's going to be a spring contact period. So that was one of the big changes that was made as well was previously Jackie, you know, you, you get the hundred, you know, some odd days of, 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 of spring evaluation, right. To where, to where, you know, now it's going to be 140 days, but they're recruiting person days. Okay. And it's now going to be a contact period. So you can actually, like our coaches are actually going to be able to sit down and have face-to-face conversations with all the kids in the 2025 class in the spring eval period. So that, that's, that's going to, that's going to require more out of them as far as just, you know, you know, the spring eval period is a grind and in, in, in its own right. Like that's, 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 that's when these coaches like earn their paycheck from a recruiting standpoint is they're, you know, logging a lot of mileage, catching a lot of flights to go, to go maximize their, you know, 16, 17 days that they, that they all get to go on the road. But now you now you throw in contact with that. So uh, you're talking basically home visits at these schools where parents are going to be looped into it. Parents are going to be meeting coaches at schools. There's going to be a ton of logistics involved in that. So they're going to be getting off the road from a spring contact period right in June. And then you're going to start you're going to throw in the phone calls and the and the, and the, the communication plans, um, which it, it's just it just it just doesn't make sense. It just it just doesn't make sense, to be, to be honest with you. So. Uh, that would be my biggest, my biggest deal from a change, change standpoint. And you have a manager of trying to get a football team ready. Yeah. And, just, and, just, and, just, and like that, that, I mean, that gets lost on, on, on everybody too. Is that, is that, um, is that man, I, we, we have a team here. We, we have, we have a, we have 126 guys on the team right now that are all, that are all, you know, like just absolutely working their tails off um, and, and, and trying to, trying to just 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 like like not not forget that like like the, those kids in that locker room are, are are why I'm here why all of us are here so um like not losing sight of of, of that is critical so 
Well, Justin, I appreciate your time today and kind of talking about a little bit behind the scenes of what recruiting looks like at Virginia and kind of kind of new changes that are going to be challenges for everyone around the college football world. So I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, listen, uh, very, very happy to jump on. Thank you so much for having me. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully folks can get some, you know, some, 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 some intel from this, but, um, you know, we're, we're super excited to see everybody in Scott stadium here, here on September 9th, you know, just, just kind of having our first home game. Um, and then, and then, man, we're, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to get after it next week in Nashville. So, uh, super excited. And thanks again for Justin, for joining us on the show. It's nice to have someone on there to talk a little bit about Virginia's football recruiting philosophy, but also give us a chance to understand some of these new changes that are in the pipeline um, that could affect recruiting down the way. So thanks again for Justin for joining us on the show. And thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcasts and on YouTube as well. Why don't you go ahead and like this channel, click on this video and click the bell so that you're notified whenever a new video is posted. And like I said at the beginning of the show, it's game week. So make sure you tune in to Wahoo's 24-7 and right here as we post new content over the next few days. So I hope you guys have a great rest of the first game week of the 2023 season. Thank you.